G'day, so we're further exploring the post-consumer transitioning. This time I want to look at the whole phenomenon of getting ahead and whether or not that is uh, feasible when the consumer as the denominator for life is ultimately what we have to adhere to in order to live. So when we usually hear to get ahead, uh, that it's really in reference to maybe... Um, our way of life and the way that we are orientated towards milestones we could say in our life that is indicative of a position that we can determine as to whether or not we are behind or ahead and yet what is it that we have to get ahead of uh, when we're, we're always telling when people are always saying that we have to get ahead now what is our way of life? Our way of life is rivalrous. Our way of life is rivalrous in the sense that we're always securing our time against each other. So when we clear time as an economic good, we're ultimately clearing time as an economic good in order to secure our time against the relationality being market-orientated entails. And the only way that we can clear time as an economic good is if we all presuppose that we are orientated towards the same ideal of independence. And so does to get ahead indicate that we're ultimately seeking our independence? And so if we're looking at a time-bound means that we're meant to make of ourselves, we are looking at that in reference to ultimately the life that we are securing. So therefore we can say we are ahead of the game of life in that way. And so what would we have to what would we what we could what could we point to that would evidence our getting ahead? So if we look at a milestone, maybe we can say, well, that would be understanding what you want to do and therefore investing in your education in reference uh, to that um to that orientation and so therefore to get a job. And so if you're getting a job, you have a sense of uh career progression and that career progression is giving you an orientation whereby you can determine where you should be within that uh, that progression relative to the age that you are and so in that way but is that is that good enough in order to to say that you're getting ahead or does getting ahead if you're looking at it strictly from the monetary compensation for our acts is it really just orientated towards that so irrespective of um, what we do our vocations or jobs it's ultimately really looking at that as the determiner to say whether or not we're getting ahead or not so if that was the case then we could look at maybe a milestone of owning a house Owning in a house could be in some way saying that we are getting ahead in the sense that we are disciplining ourselves enough that we are now orientated towards um, securing a future by disciplining our um, behaviour in reference to the means that we are securing in order to ultimately to pay off maybe the mortgage that we incur to secure our house. And so as a result of that discipline, then we're ultimately what we're trying to do is to get ahead of, of, a, of where we should be in order for, for us to secure some kind of conditional independence. But in that way, can we ever get ahead of ourselves when we're always the consumers that we take ourselves for? So if, let's just say, let's think of another way. Is, is there another way that you could say that you're getting ahead? 
whereby you show signs of differentiation. So you have to attest to maybe the means that you make of yourself. But what what would be a social proof of that other than the shit that you buy? Because um, the consumables obviously is a social good in the sense of it vouchers for the means that we've made of ourselves. So if we disinhibit our wants and so we can disinhibit our wants according to a time-bound means, those time-bound means that we make of ourselves can indicate our affluence and then can indicate whether or not we are ahead of our peer group or not. And so therefore the level of our consumption becomes a way of differentiating where we are relative. And so therefore we can say whether or not we are ahead or not. Now that could be another way that you could say but if that's the case, then what would that mean for the, the, the form of life? Is there any way that you could possibly get ahead of the form of life of the consumer if to be a consumer is only to be credited with your want of life? And so if we only credited with our want of life and all you do through the time-bound means that you make of yourself is dis- disinhibit it, disinhibiting the, the agency that you credit yourself with, how is that remotely indicative of getting ahead of anything when ultimately our way of life presupposes it? Let's think of it another way. If our time is always given as an economic good, so irrespective of our labor or our leisure, is there any way that we could ever get ahead of time being given as an economic good? So we we could say that we're securing our leisure and let's say that we work hard enough to secure our lives where we don't have to work and so therefore our leisure is secured. Our leisure is no less an economic good. So can we ever get ahead of our time being an economic good even knowing you've secured your time as leisure? Because that would mean to say if you're securing your time as leisure, you're securing your time to no end. There's no potential for your time when your time is given um, as leisure because ultimately the, the potential for your time is past because leisure is a pastime, a pastime that you have secured through your provisioning for it. So any potential for your, your leisure, if it doesn't potentialize the economic good, you will spend your time to no end. So is there any way that we can get ahead of spending our time to no end when we are a consumer? And the answer is indelibly no. There is no way that you can get ahead of yourself of being a consumer. And the reason why is because to be a consumer is, well, we we produce ourselves as a consumer and the only way how we produce ourselves is we economize our time in reference to the ideal of independence. So we're seeking our time against the relationality. If we secure our time against, it's because we've cleared time as an economic good each time we buy. We are always economizing our time independent of our want satisfaction. And so the supplement of time that we secure, we are securing that to style that you know, according to the models maybe that we uh, mediate our preoccupation with. But in that way, we can never get ahead of ourselves because we're always the consumer that we are. So in that way, our way of life sets up a holding pattern for life. To say, so to say that you're getting ahead does not get ahead of anything. All right, all it indicates is that life has been set out in such a way that the life that you will live is so is so conservative 
and doesn't potentialize, doesn't risk anything, that you will maintain yourself in reference to the ideal of independence that's leveraged outside the relationality and so therefore orientate yourself towards a return on yourself to, to see the benefit of the arbitrage of your time which is really just the domain of your agency is defined by your wants that's the way how that you evidence the the benefit of arbitraging time because you've got to think that if there's a value to time irrespective of the 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 say the the markets for it so i always say that we don't sell our time when we're when we're uh, orientated towards our leisure how, how, how can i say that you got to think that we're sold on life prior to, to prior. So we're sold on life in order to buy our time. So when we are buying our time as far as our labor goes, this will seem strange. Ultimately, what we're seeking is we're seeking to buy the life that we presuppose for ourselves. So we've been sold on life prior. And so therefore, we realize that the means to secure that is the, that we have to improve the value proposition of our, of our, um, of our labor. So therefore, we are ultimately buying the time as a supplement that we want. So we're not really selling our time as a, a labor. We're ultimately buying it because we've already sold ourselves on life in order to be orientated the, the, the way how we are. And this is the issue. When, when you presuppose time to be a thing that it's not, you've got to think that we're not questioning that. So if we're not questioning it, we're already sold prior to being uh, prior, prior to selling ourselves out so in this way and this is marketers always know that in for a person to buy they must have been sold prior so in order for us to to to, to buy to buy out a time when we're buy, uh, buying our labor and like i said it seems strange we're ultimately buying the end product for our labor so we're buying that we're not selling our labor to buy our, our leisure we're being sold and we're buying basically our time back because you think about it, there's an existential claim that's been made on time when time's turned into an economic good. So we're trying to acquit ourselves of an accusation against life. And the, and, and the only reason why we're acquitting ourselves is because we've been sold prior on the vision of what would constitute life. So therefore, we have to buy ourselves back. That's why we seek credit. You've got to think that we're seeking credit. We're buying our credit. We're buying credit. We're doing nothing else than buying credit to live. But the live, the way how we live is determined by the aspirations. And so therefore, if it's determined by the aspirations, that's determined by the envisaging that occurs prior. All right. So in that way, you can understand that it seems kind of counterintuitive that we'd say that we're not selling our time, we're actually buying it. And it's only because we've been sold prior that that's actually the case. So here you have the scenario of... What am I talking about? So we have a scenario that we can never get ahead of ourselves, and you know, and so in that way, that our way of life is extremely conservative. And if we can't get ahead of ourselves, then it just means to say that life is just a, a holding pattern, a purgatory, and just a reiteration of the same. We go over the same ground. We don't cover any ground in any kind of way. We simulate movement. I always talk about the reason why, if you're saying that we can, you have to get ahead, but you're getting ahead in no place because there's literally no place for the market for your time, how can you move? 
if you're beholden to no place. So social mobility that relates to the means that we make of ourselves in order to disinhibit our wants is meant to indicate movement in social strata. But if, you, if all it is is just disinhibiting your want, how are you moving? How are you growing? How are you growing into yourself when the self that you've defined is marginal to begin with? So all these things is is a matter of perspective, but this perspective is the most important kind of consideration when you're looking at what constitutes life. Because if we're orientated towards ourselves and we are only marginal because of what we economize, then you've got to think that there's no way that we can get ahead of the marginal self that we presuppose when our, our actions are economizing and not inherently creative. The indivisibility that we would presuppose for ourselves if we were to secure our time as a supplement, so an in individualized kind of uh, 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 stock or reserve, does not presuppose that we're indivisible. We're always compromised. And why is that? Because literally we're beholden to bear, uh, to to uh, no place. We've made the world incidental to our concern, so it's kept at arm's length. It's our, our independence is determined by the relationality. So if the ra- relationality is based upon want, then the rivalrous dynamic of securing our time independence it gives you an indication that's ultimately what you need to address if you were to to um get ahead. So to get ahead means to say the only way that you can get ahead is to get ahead as people, as a people. Now, how can we say that? Well, if you think that the way that you get ahead as a people is by creating a common surpassing, but the only way that you can create a common surpassing is by looking at the presupposition of the value that we associate with our time when we individualize it, when we presuppose that we must secure our time against the relationality. If we're potentializing our relationality, then we're ultimately looking at our form of life. So it becomes shifts from the domain of want to the domain of creativity that we credit ourselves with. The world no longer becomes incidental because the world that we create with other people is a world in which we share and that is a common surpassing so we get ahead all right in the sense that we are getting ahead by leaving behind we're leaving behind a claim that's been made on our lives and that's the only way that you can get ahead now to get ahead is to get ahead of what it's not getting ahead by disinhibiting your want of life but it's getting ahead by expanding your consciousness to what would constitute life so if we're opening ourselves up towards life we're orientating ourselves towards an openness that means to say that we can explore the gifts of our being in ways that we haven't otherwise been able to do when there's been an incessant demand that we must secure our time against. And so therefore we're constantly preoccupied, so we remove ourselves from where we are because we're being invested in a future self, because we're arbitraging time. We're seeking a return for ourselves. If we release ourselves through no longer presupposing an individualized independence, but ultimately we're going to look at a collective a common surpassing that common surpassing is given collectively so we can be orientated towards life indivisibility indivisibly and so in that way we are creating a common surpassing we all share and so therefore we don't get ahead of each other because how could i get ahead of you 
and you get ahead of me if we're removing the rivalrous dynamic of securing our time against. And if we don't look at it like this way, then we'll never understand that we're never going to potentialize any kind of form of change in the world where we're going to remove a lot of the, the activity that is just totally redundant. A lot of the substitutable uh, activity of consumption is predicated upon the impoverished world that we share, which is ultimately got to do with the way that we're securing our time and the fact that we're marginally given towards life. If we can be orientated towards life with a certain element of indivisibility, so therefore we credit ourselves for the full scope of creativity because the world is no longer incidental we start to implicate the world through what we do then we're going to be orientated towards life we're going to remove that whole kind of um, uh, substitutable activity that doesn't have any meaning because we're going to be indivisibly given towards maybe our bliss or our heart's uh, intent and so therefore we're going to be doing things that we love rather than doing things that we feel that we need to do because we need to secure our time against and there's a difference so this is a subtle art it's the highest art form when you are literally giving no thing the no thing that time is time's releasement is a way of uninframing our temporality and if you look that we all do that we all make turns to animate the creativity that we otherwise don't credit each other with and we do that we are potentializing a future that's not going to be beholden to the past and this is what enterprise good is all about so check out my website enterprise good good.com and get in contact with me if you want to in the future cheers